My loves, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dive deep? Or do you feel like you need some time away from the people, place, and things that make up your current life? It could be both. You're like, I need to get the fuck away from everything and everyone. And I'm also ready to take my spiritual path to the next degree, honey. Okay? Regardless of what it is, I got you. There's two legendary, amazing, delicious opportunities for us to practice together in person this year. The first one is at the iconic Omega Institute in New York, upstate New York. And the second one is in Mykonos, Greece, honey. And both of these retreats are going to be a combination of the spiritual dance practice, also known as the SAT method, also known as the spiritual workout, and Dharma talks. So let me break this down for you. The SAM method, for those of you who are like, what the fuck is that? It's a practice. Uh, it's an experience. It's a, it's, a, it's a performance art healing experience that I created um, that combines ecstatic dance, meditation, breath work, and mantra. And these four practices are here to activate, amplify, and energize the four qualities in your heart, according to Buddhist psychology, which are love, compassion, joy, and wisdom. So during the retreat... And, and upstate New York is five days, excuse me, six days, five nights. And Greece is eight days, seven nights. I'm going to tell you more about this in a second. But during the retreat, we're going to dance. We're going to dance twice a day. Okay. And dance as much as you want. Move as much as you want. But the whole purpose of the, of the movement is for you to actualize what you learn during the theory part. Where we're going to sit around and I'm going to explain to you through, through the, the, my interpretation and my understanding, my studies of Buddhist psychology, I'm going to give you all that I know during that dedicated, you know, retreat time away from the people, place and things that make up your current experience. You're going to be devoted towards your heart, towards your liberation. Therefore, you're going to be able to then actualize that which you learn during theory in the dance floor. And then you're going to be, be able to bring that all back into your life once you leave the retreat. Going to retreat has been one of the best things that I've ever done for myself. It has changed my life. And you've heard, if, you, if you're a listener, uh, an avid listener to the podcast, you've heard me talk about going on retreats over and over again. If you've read my books, you know that going on spiritual retreats is how we take our practice to the next level. Oftentimes we do need to take time away from people, place, and things that make up our current life in order for us to truly discover who are we really and what is it that I want to do in my life. And maybe you're like, I already know who I am and I'm already happy with what I'm doing in my life, but you want to actually bring more joy, more bliss. You actually want to be happier, more playful, more lighthearted in more lightheartedness into your life. This retreat, these retreats are for you. You can either come to one or you can come to both. It doesn't matter. The point of the Psalm method, the spiritual workout, the spiritual dance practice is for us to say fuck off to people that says that when you are a disciplined spiritual practitioner, you become more serious. That is a lie. Okay. The truth is the deeper you become, the, the, the deeper you, you, you enter into the spiritual path and the more you're disciplined about your spiritual liberation, the more playful and lighthearted and more smiles and more humor and more laughter your life becomes filled 
with. Okay, so click the links in the show notes and I hope to see you at, in upstate New York at the iconic, legendary Omega Institute. Uh, let me tell you the dates. Uh, upstate New York is June 19th through the 24th. Okay, and Greece is um, October 8th through October 15th, okay? And if you have any questions or concerns about the retreats, when you click the link in the show notes, um, or so you can visit my Instagram bio or my TikTok bio to get all the details for the for the retreats. If you have questions, just go onto the retreats website and, and click over there to find out how you can talk to the retreat producers. They're both amazing powerhouse companies that are producing my retreats. They will be able to help you with anything you need, okay? I love you all so much, and I cannot wait to practice with you and get free with you. Love you. Peace. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to a new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show. I am so excited for today's episode, honey. Oh, my goodness. So this guest, this expert, this legendary woman has given me, gave me a ritual to do in the fall or spring of 2018. And fast forward to now, the fall of 2021, I went back to Brazil after almost 20 years of not going back for multiple reasons. Um, I went back and I actually did the ritual that she told me to do almost four years ago. She doesn't even know this. I'm just now recording the introduction to the episode, to the episode that we recorded back this summer, in the summer of 2021. Uh, when I was still living in Santa Monica, I'm actually recording this introduction from Bali, Indonesia. And you may actually be able to hear the pouring jungle rain out there. Listen, Marine Selene, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right, uh, played a big role in my healing journey, actually showed me a lot that I that I wasn't kind of evident for me. And, and through her work of family constellations, because Marine Selene is a family constellations therapist. And she was able to illuminate a lot about my, 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 my wounds, a lot about my pain in such an incredible way that I was like, holy fucking shit. But I didn't put into, into practice until, like I said, um, not too long ago. So anyways, get into this episode. This is a legendary delicious conversation and we're talking about her new book connected fates separate destinies using family constellations therapy to recover from inherited stories and trauma welcome to the show thank Marine you so much Selene. hi my love welcome thank welcome so welcome much. thank you for having um, me of course such a pleasure and um so let's get into it who are you right now who am i right now yeah I'm a happy woman. Okay. Right now, I'm very happy. My mm -hmm. book is coming out next week. It's a big achievement for me. It was my dream when I moved to America mm -hmm. to write a book, to get published by Hay House. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I'm also a woman looking for her new space, you know, like spot. I just left New York. Now I'm in Miami, but mm -hmm. I'm also like maybe considering L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm in a good place, I think, you know, mm -hmm. like I feel grounded. Mm. Okay, good. It. And where did you move from? Uh, so Paris, of course. Okay, you know? yes. France, you know, Frenchy accent. Yes, Paris. Oh <laughs> Paris, my God. Paris. Wow. Do you miss Paris? 
I do not miss Paris mm. uh, because Paris is in my heart, you know, like That's right. it's my roots, you know, mm-hmm. like um, if I was going to miss Paris, I for sure, you know, will be back. Yeah. But um, I was in Paris a few weeks ago, actually, for my brother's wedding. So okay. it's always good, you know, like yeah. to see it again. Uh, I love Paris. Oh, my God. I've had some, like, wild times there. <laughs> I haven't gone there as, like, a sober, awake <laughs> version of myself. Right. I went there as, like, <laughs> as someone, like, literally, oh, my God. It's just, like, we don't have time to go into that. But I would be interested in going back to explore as a sober, awake person, the place that I would go, the things that I would want to do, you know. Um, but enough about that. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy for the work that you're doing. Tell us about Family Constellations. What the fuck is that? So, Family Constellations. Because it was the first time I ever heard. And it was my friend Ruby Warrington who introduced yes. me to you. That's absolutely yeah. right, Sa. Um, so, it's a therapy that helps you to heal from your family system. Mm. basically to break free from any toxic behaviors or patterns that subconsciously, you know, like from generation to generation, you have been passing on because Mm. the family system is always looking for reconciliation, for healing, Mm. for peace. Mm -hmm. So whenever there is a disturbance, you know, like a heavy situation, a trauma, an abusive relationship, for example, the family system will always look for another family member to take care of it. Wow. So that's what we do, you know, like, because mm. no matter how far, you know, you are from your family or you don't like them, you know, you don't want to see them, mm-hmm. you are still impacted mm-hmm. by them. And so your family story. Mm. And until you do not acknowledge what was, until you don't recognize and make peace through mm-hmm. acceptance and respect, mm-hmm. you may, again, you know, out of loyalty, repeat the same pattern over and over again, despite your best efforts to heal. From Out of it. loyalty. Out of what loyalty. a what a word choice there. Yeah. Wow, that's strong, because of this this unintentional, um, unconscious pattern of seeking chaos. Right. Exactly. We all have this this sort of thirst for chaos unintentionally. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And we've been so harmonized and colonized mm-hmm. and indoctrinated to chaos that we ended up just kind of seeking ways to kind of proliferate and perpetuate that narrative in our lives. Yeah, that's a comfort zone. Wow, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> as, as fucked up as it is, that's a comfort zone, you know? Oh like, my yeah. God, wow. Yeah. Okay, so wow. So, where do, so what happens in a session and like how did you come up? Actually, you know what? First things first, how the fuck did you stumble upon this? Because you're the only person that does this that I know. <laughs> and what and she a came bold, from France. <laughs> what a bold statement, you know what I mean? That is so bold because that is literally, wow. I'm like, yes. So long story short, back to Paris, I was going to become a psychologist. But um, when, of course I, you were. when I did graduate, you know, like I was like, something is missing. So I moved, you know, to America. Mm-hmm. And one day, you know, like one of my dear friends was like, Maureen, you should try a family concession workshop. And I was like, what's that? You know, like what's going to happen? She mm-hmm. was like, just trust. I was a very skeptical French woman, you know, mm-hmm. like meditation, love attraction, like great, you know, go for it. But I was like, okay, let me give it a try. Mm-hmm. It was just love at first sight. I was finally able to understand my father. My journey with Family Constellation was Mm. all about understanding my father and why he abandoned us, Mm. meaning my mom, my brother, and I. Mm. So that's when, you know, I met Family Constellations, and I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So that was just an awakening. 
mm-hmm. uh, as much as for my professional and personal life, you know. Wow. So what did you discover about your dad? Well, I thought uh, it was his fault that I could not attract a great guy in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was blaming my father, you know, mm-hmm. about my shitty love life. Mm-hmm. And actually, I discovered that in my family, we are very, very strong and independent women. And we emasculate our men. Mm. So, of course, you know, like for a woman to be able to emasculate a man, she needs to manifest a weak man. Which I've oh, been doing, of shit. course, again, subconsciously, you That's know, like right. you don't know, but in order mm. to belong, because my lineage, you know, mm-hmm. is like strong woman, independent woman, That's we right. don't need our man. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get the fucked up one. Mm. So then he needs me, but I don't need him. Mm. And I got tired of that. So I was finally able to see another truth. And it was just the reality, you know, of my family story, my family system, take it or leave it, Maureen. Mm -hmm. But for the first time of my life, I felt a huge relief that I was actually able to heal something on my own and stop blaming my Mm. father, you know, like for my love life. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said about like, because here's the deal. When we look at like the trauma that lingers in our family, right? It's easy to point a finger, but family constellation says you have choice in how you relate. So how do we how do we sort of take the blame out of the equation? Because one may say, oh, you know, karma, the natural law of karma in Buddhist psychology says we choose our family because they share the same karmic patterns that you do. So you choose them because they have the perfect fertile ground for you mm-hmm. to become free, mm-hmm. right? Uh, would you say that's the same thing for family constellation? Honestly, I agree. Okay. I think you choose your family. Yeah. You know, like um, you as a little, you know, mm-hmm. tiny, you know, embryo, you do, mm-hmm. you do choose your family. Mm-hmm. Um, then the thing is, as a child, you cannot be responsible for your life mm-hmm. because you do know that your survival depends mm-hmm. on how your parents are going to take care of you. That's right. You are codependent, you mm-hmm. know, like of them for sure. But as an adult, it is your choice, your decision to be responsible, to be an happy adult even mm. so you know you had a shitty childhood that's right your job is to shelter your inner child mm-hmm. is to tell him tell her listen we are gonna do it together mom and dad they did their best whatever they were able to give to you was the best at that moment do not even try to change you know like to wait for them you know to get a miracle it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. so that's the difference between a child and an adult as mm. an adult you are responsible on how you want to live your life and what you want to create with it. Mm, wow, okay. So Family Constellation opens the door for us to see the hypnotic patterns that we've been looped in and sort of indoctrinated and, re- and, and really relationed into and then say, this stops with me. Yes. Is that what the work opens the door for? Honestly, yes. It stops with me. I break free from it, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it did not start with you. Just be aware of that. Your anxiety, your depression, your societal thoughts, you know, like mm. miscarriage, abortion, cancer, nothing, absolutely nothing started with you. Mm. But you are just part of a family system and you want to belong. Mm-hmm. All of us, we want to belong. Mm. Any issues that you are dealing with right now, it's, it has to do something with belonging. I want to be seen, I want to be heard, I want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. So if all of my family are addict, I'm going to be an addict. If all of them are depressed, I may also become depressed, you know, like that's how it works. Mm-hmm. And then finally, you are the one breaking free and being like, oh my God, <laughs> I make the conscious choice that for now, I'm just going to be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. 
And this is frightening. Mm, wow. So, so you believe that we come into life with like a, a blank slate. Because in Buddhist psychology, we say you, we come into life with not a blank slate at all, honey. You come into life with karma as, a, as like weaved in with your stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you have all the fertile ground, the fertile seed, the, all these seeds that are related to addiction, depression, despair, whatever. But the way you, your environment and you kind of exist together, then some seeds blossom and grow strong and others are sort of eradicated or, or they, they become dormant. Um, and others really blossom. Like, you know, if you grow up with loving and sweet parents, you're going to grow up to be a loving and sweet person. Um, but the, the truth of what, of what the, what the psychology says, the Buddhist psychology, um, says that we have at the core of our being, this, this basic goodness that it doesn't matter how we've lived, how we've been relationed, how we've been colonized or indoctrinated or conditioned or traumatized, that basic goodness never goes away. Then it's our job to recognize that basic goodness and kind of expand it and share it with the world. Mm-hmm. But you say it doesn't start, nothing started with you. Um, I'm, I'm curious about that statement a little bit more. The thing is, most and of everything's the- fair game. All, yeah. roads lead, all roads lead home. Yeah. Most of the time... We I'm just trying to learn from my very limited Buddhist perspective. You know no, what I mean? I'm like, no, yes, It's please. not limited at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> we think that we are the only one dealing with mm. this, you know. While actually, if you are thinking of, for example, for committing suicide, it mm-hmm. already happened. Mm. Either a grandpa, a grandma, an, and an uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we say, oh, that family, it's a cancer family. You know, like everyone has a cancer. Wow. It's not a cancer family. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to belong. Mm. Fuck. We want to belong, so whatever it takes, you know, like, and if it costs my life, I will still do it because I want to be loved. Mm. We cannot survive, in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. without being seen, heard, Mm -hmm. and recognized. And Mm. you see it with children. When, you know, parents, you know, cannot take care of them, or they're abusive, you know, like, you see them, you know, like, most of the time they are skinny, you see them in their eyes, are pretty absent, you know, like, they are just off, you know, like, something has been taken away from them, you Mm -hmm. know, like, so... So, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's what family constellations, mm-hmm. you know. Like, uh, and what you brought to me in that session was kind of like a, a, a huge missing. And I've never spoken on the record about this, uh, so that's cool that we get to do it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you brought to me was so layered, and it kind of like kickstarted an entire new understanding of like. First, I'm going to speak about this from two sides. First, you brought to me. This this feeling like, wow, this guilt and this shame and this remorse and this inadequacy and this self-hatred and, and, and just this ongoing sense that I'm broken and innately bad has been in my family tree for a long time because my grandmother, my mom's mom, committed suicide. And then I don't know what kind of psychic powers you have. <laughs> you know, I don't know what kind of like CDs, superpowers that you're working with, but you said... You said, honey, there is someone in your family tree that he's he's experienced something like this. Can you make sure that your grandmother didn't have a son? And I don't know what exactly the words you said, but you said to me, call your mom right now and let's find out about, about, about grandmother's first son. And I remember calling my mom during the session and she says, yes, that's true. I never told you about him. My mom's technically 
oldest brother before my grandmother's first marriage. So let me give you guys the backstory. My grandmother married this man who's brown skin. She had a son. That son was brown skin. Then my grandmother separated from this man, remarried a second time to my grandfather. They had my mom and three siblings. But Orlando, which was the son from the first marriage, came into the second marriage. But because of my grandfather's sisters, and check this out, something else I just learned and I was thinking about you not not too long ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. My grandmother, my grandfather, my grandmother's second marriage, his sisters were all profoundly abusively racist to baby Orlando. So this young boy whose brown skin was taken away from every photo, taken away from every family gathering, was always put in, in closets and all kinds of fucked up things because they didn't want a brown skin person in their house when guests were around. So because of the amount of or trauma that he underwent, he ended up this um, developing a skin disease and dying of a skin disease at 18 years old. Some would say, my speculation, that that death then was the catalyst to an enormous cloud of guilt that later became a crippling shame that later took my grandmother's life. She killed herself, right? Um, and then here's the, 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 the most fucked up part about it. My mother married into a family, my dad, and then my dad's sisters were the ones who were tremendously abusive to my mom. How crazy is this shit? That like she just recreated the pattern yeah. in another way, you know, the cre- recreated the same fucked up abusive pattern in another way. And we were just sitting there and, and thinking about like, oh my God, mom. Holy fuck. But she's come up, she's come to terms with them and she stood up for herself. But anyways, so you brought all this understanding that, that perhaps the ways I feel, um, from one side I can say it didn't start with me because it's been on the family tree. It started with them. From And you look at transgenerational trauma, you know, my whole TEDx talk was like, okay, those events linger through chemistry. So I'm living these events through my genetic makeup. Okay, and through all my experiences, they get intensified or or they go offline. But of course, through my lived experience, they got intensified. <laughs> but then there's this other side where karma says it's not that that their trauma lingered into you, is that you guys shared the similar seed. There's a similar texture, you know, and, and because now how you're related to them, that texture, that seed will then grow to be more like their tree. You know, there's multiple kinds of apple, there's multiple kinds of oranges, there's multiple kinds of carrots, there's multiple kinds of, of cucumbers and pineapples, you know. Um, so I had the seed of pineapple inside of me, and then they also had the, the uh, flu, uh, fu- fully grown pineapple tree inside of them in their lives. Am I making sense? Yes, you are. And then because that they had that seed, then my seed was like, okay, so I, I can grow it to be more like theirs, right? And it wasn't an unskillful choice. It was just kind of seeing it for what is, you know, not thinking of trauma or or anything as, as bad. It was a very non-dual approach. There's nor this or that. It's, it just is. I want to grow more like them. That's you speaking about belonging. Exactly. You're blowing my mind, honey. <laughs> I'm like, shit. So when we look through karma, it's not that we have, and I'm talking my ass off here. We're here to talk about you, but you just literally are giving me some really deep understanding of like transgenerational trauma, looking through, through the lens of science and looking at 
through the lens of karma, there is this beautiful dance. It's not one or the other. They're happening simultaneously. Yes, yes. Mm. exactly. Mm. Mm. And you, on your own, with your own destiny, you are also trying to acknowledge and recognize That's right. Orlando. Mm-hmm. And like your mom did as well, you know. That's like right. With, um, her husband and um, sister-in-law. That's right, exactly. And um, my therapist told me, it's time for you to do a ritual for them. And then guess what I remembered? You told me to do that fucking how many years ago? <laughs> Six years. <laughs> and sadly, I've been, you know, busy. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, isn't the whole work to heal these generational curses? And like, how did I neglect that? But today, this morning, I told my boyfriend, we need to do a ritual. We go to the cemetery to do practices there. Nice. Um, and I said, we need to do a ritual for my grandmother and her son, yes. you know? And then here you are in the same day, in the same, I'm just like, bless, thank the cosmic mother. <laughs> and the first husband as well. Huh? Your grandma's first husband. Yeah. Oh, wow. I should do one for him too. Oh, That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a family here. That's right. Yeah. I can't neglect him. I know. Yeah. You're right. I still have a little bit of, um, there is still, now that you say this, there's still a little wounding of saying, you motherfucker. You know, but the truth is the the healing. So tell me about the role of forgiveness in family constellation because you're uprooting a lot of shit for people. You know, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like, oh, look around. You know. Well, um, we don't forgive in family constellations. <laughs> okay. Mm. We consent. Okay, tell me about it. Mm -hmm. So the thing with forgiveness mm. is a child. You know, like if you forgive one of your parents, in a way you're going to create a disorder becoming the big one and your parents the little one, which you don't want. Mm. When you consent, you keep your place, you know, like I'm your child and you're my parent. However, it does not define me. I can see it, you know, like I can understand, but I'm not going, I have, I mean, you know, like if your father molested you, you know, like from five to 10 years old, if you want to forgive him, of course, you know, like it's your own practice, you know, maybe religion, but what he did was just so fucked up and so wrong. Mm -hmm. You do not need to forgive him mm -hmm. because he needs to also take his own responsibility mm -hmm. for what he did. Mm -hmm. But for you to break free, you know, like to really like release, you know, that pain, that shame, that guilt, you need to consent. Mm -hmm. to it mm. without creating another disorder mm -hmm. you cannot also reject or estrange you know like your father or your grandfather because then again someone is missing so the family system will find someone else to replace that person wow. which you don't want either mm. wow so mm. forgiveness i always say to my clients if you want to practice the oponomo you know like oponopono, uh, oponopono, yeah. mm -hmm. that ritual i really like it but for example, me, long story short, I was raped at mm -hmm. the age of 13. Mm. And at first it was like, you need to forgive, you need to forgive, you need to forgive. And in my mind, I was like, no, I don't want to forgive that person. That person mm. ruined my life, you know, mm -hmm. like I was just an innocent teenager. Mm -hmm. When I finally got that powerful healing, you know, that shift, you know, what through family constellations by just consenting to, you did this to me. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you anything. I take my power back. You belong to my past. Let me move on. Mm -hmm. That for me was powerful. Mm -hmm. But then again, we are all different, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know. But that's what I call forgiveness, though. But 
I just also it's add the layer sad. of, uh, and I wish we're having like, this is an electric conversation. I'm like, yes, thank God for you, like for all of this and for your truth being so bold and blunt. This is incredible. Um, first of all, what a fucked up experience to have. Like yeah. anger, despair. Mm -hmm. I want to fucking, you know, beat the fuck out of a motherfucker, you know? And <clears throat> the choice to not beat the fuck out of the motherfucker, the choice to not punish and seek punishment. You know, this, this insatiable thirst that we have to revenge and cause pain to those who caused us pain. Forgiveness is the nectar that takes that away. It's to, to forgive means I release the need and the desire to punish. That's how I understand it. Yeah. You know, so consenting means to me, it's like, um, it's interesting because our, our choice of words. It's I think just, it's a choice of yeah, words right now. Interesting. Like, yeah, I think it's because what you're speaking to me, it's like I release the desire to punish. That means okay, I'm I'm just taking my power back. You no longer have ownership of my, you no longer have ownership of my emotional state. You no longer have ownership of my inner world, and I forgive you as a gift to myself. Has nothing to do with you. The natural law of karma is documenting every single thing. So. Bitch, you're going to get, honey. It's going to come to you. You know, it may not come in this lifetime. That's what the Buddha said. It may come in a few lifetimes. Yeah. And that's our choice. Do we hang in a patient state of believing natu natural law of karma? Just like we believe in gravity, although we can't see it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so what, what do you say about that? Well. And thank you for dancing this dance with me, though. <laughs> thank you. On the record, you're brave. <laughs> thank you. I think, yeah, I agree with you. It's just a different choice of words, you mm -hmm. know, like to express probably the same thought, you know, like yeah. a feeling. Mm -hmm. I still do prefer the word consenting okay. than forgiveness. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. It's just easier for me. That's right. But who knows? Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, like, I do think actually that man, my rapist, mm -hmm. was also carrying a burden from his own family system. That's right. Like my father did, you know, my mm -hmm. father abandoned us, but his own father also abandoned him. That's right. So my father just repeated something that he experienced mm. and couldn't find peace with it. Mm -hmm. So we had to do it. I had to do it on his behalf. Because mm. if one day I have children, I don't want to abandon them. You know mm. what I mean? Like you give like me chills, honey. Keep going. Ever. Mm. Here it is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like my father was violent. Mm -hmm. Here's a choice. Do you want to be violent mm -hmm. as well? Or do you want, you know, like to break free from that violence? Mm. Again, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. As much, you know, as difficult it is, you know, you cannot be like, yeah, but you know, I was raped, so I'm going to rape other... No, no, otherwise, like, it's just mm -hmm. a crazy world, you mm -hmm. know? Like, yes, it happened to you. It's painful, but we are here for you. Share your story, you know, like you are not on your own. We are here, you know, like to support you. Lean on us for now. Mm -hmm. But let's break free from that. Let's break free. And that's the thing. It's like hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know, perhaps the, the rapist wasn't raped, but perhaps he was brutally abused or psychologically abused or verbally abused exactly. or bullied. Yeah. We don't know the pain, the the, the chaos and the, the kinds of demons that they're working with. But the way those demons activate their mind and their words and their bodies, their actions and the lifestyle that they have, then creates a culture of more harm. Exactly. We haven't been trained to sort of restore, bring about restoration. We've been trained to, to punish those who harm, right? Exactly. But free people, free people. Healed people, heal people. I do agree. You know? Yes. Um, so when someone's listening to Family Constellation, like 
is the only way to kind of start this work is by hiring you for a session or coming to your workshop or reading your new book? Um, or is there something that can just begin the process and then kind of pick it up by buying your new book? You can start by buying my new book, Connected yeah. Fates, Separate Destinies. Let's say that again, because what a fucking epic title. <laughs> it's it literally like, how did this title come to you? Because it's like, it's a, it's a profound, mystical statement that is so bold across every mystical tradition. Connected Fates, Separate Destinies. Like, honey, yeah. what the fuck? So... I actually, at first, the title that I wanted for my book was Reconciliation. Okay. Because we do reconcile, you know. That's like right. Reconciliation, it's a whole part of forgiveness too, yeah. honey. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop harping on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, Hay House was like, no, Marine, we need to find another title for several reasons. Yeah. And chapter two is connected fate separate destinies oh wow and there was like what about that title and like but it's part of chapter two so it's like no marine it's good and i was like okay i like it let's mm -hmm. use it you know mm -hmm. like to understand that you are all connected but then it's your life that's your right. own book that's right your own chapter that's and you right. decide whatever mm. you want to put into it mm. and how you want to write down your story mm. i love it so much so there is there is this like and something that has been, I, I spoke about it in, to, in this post on Instagram today. It's like, as I heal to, if something comes back, if, if, if something that you're like, oh, I healed through this shit, but all of a sudden it's back. And you feel like, oh, fuck, I already healed through, through this, but like now it's back again. Oh my God, how many times? What I said today on the post was like, if it's coming back, it's because someone else in your ancestral lineage, in your backstory, in your family tree, is still begging for your support to help unshackle them. And as you help to unshackle yourself, you're unshackling them. Yes. And then you're you're helping those who come after you to not have to experience it, right? You remember well, on mm. seven generations, you right? influence it by doing a family constellation. What the fuck? Three down, three up, and you in the middle. Oh seven my God, wow. That's so interesting. Yep. So connected fates, separate destinies, excuse me, yeah, connected fates, yeah. separate destinies. You're right. Okay, um, how did this? How did these words come to you? Was it in a dream? Was it in a mystical experience? It was just like shopping at Whole Foods in the afternoon, <laughs> walking at the beach. It's I mean, you were living in New York at that point, yeah. you know? Yeah. Still, it's probably while taking a shower. Most mm -hmm. of the time, you know, like I get my intuitive, mm -hmm. you know, insights, you know, That's while right. taking a shower. I'm mm -hmm. a cancer woman, so water sign as well. So yeah. I think water is good for me, you know, like mm -hmm. so. I guess this is probably how it happened. Mm -hmm. Can I get healing from reading the book? Honestly? Yeah. I do think so. Okay. I feel like this book is big. I just had this like deep knowing that's like, I think you wrote something really big. I hope. You know? I think you wrote something really big. Thank I, you, and yeah. I don't say this lightly. Like <laughs> I talk to so many people on this podcast, you know, <laughs> but I think you're on to something. Thank I think you. you're on to something. I also think you're on to something that is like, really really hard but there is a there is this kind of like way out you know and way through actually not way out a way through right so the book will support us to go through these steps on our own yes because i give i offer exercises and affirmations and meditation if you want to dive deeper mm -hmm. which will allow you maybe to get more insights or aha moments or even breakthrough you know like mm -hmm. who knows 
Because whenever you are going to finally connect to your family story and understand that, oh, okay, it didn't start with me, but what I can do on my own is bringing back together what was once separated, so then I can finally free myself, you know, and be happy as an adult by accepting and respecting, you know, what was and what mm -hmm. is and what I did get and what I didn't get, you know, mm -hmm. like, here's my answer. Mm, wow. So yes, at least that's what I want for my readers. Okay, good. Very sure. well. Um, and then to kind of carry out the work will be to kind of book you for a private session or come to one of your workshops. Yes. Yes. But the the book itself, I just keep emphasizing because it's kind of it's kind of a jarring thing to kind of do that work. I remember like it was tell me about the process because we did something like it was like it was almost like ritual theater. You know, there is this like sacred art to it, all right? Yeah, so we did a private session with mm -hmm. Sa, and when we do a private session, I use footsteps to represent, you know, family members. Do you remember mm, my colorful That's color exactly why I'm saying know, there's like, like placing a, them on the yeah, floor. Yeah. And so you place them on the floor, and it represents, you know, your constellation, meaning how subconsciously you have been connecting all of the dots together, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and then it's like kind of like a role play. You're just going to channel, you know, like your repressed emotions or feelings mm -hmm. and which um, will help me to understand, you know, like where you feel stuck, you know, like still struggling with the situation or that person. Mm. That's how it works. Wow. Okay. And does, does one have to be intuitive, which we all are, but like you what you are able to uncover in the session i mean for all the friends that i recommended to you everyone is like this one she's a witch honey <laughs> it's beyond it's I'm beyond the training it's beyond the training you know i don't know it's just like when someone for the first time you know tells me about his story or her story i don't know in my mind it's like you know that game clue you know like i, mm. I used to love that game as a young mm -hmm. girl mm. it's just like everything makes sense I just get the big picture and I'm like, okay, who is missing? Who needs help? You know, like, where is the pain? Like, where is the lack of love? And then I'm just like, okay, we're going to do this, that, and then I think it just makes sense for me, not right away, but in the first five or 10 minutes. And maybe that was my gift, you know, like, or mm -hmm. I don't know. I cannot even explain it. Even mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, Wow, Marine. <laughs> I'm Damn surprised. Girl. I'm like, okay, why not? You know, like, so. Damn, girl. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so tell me about a mystical experience. Have you had one? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just one? <laughs> tell me about, tell me about top, the, the one that's like, that's like really left uh, you. When my grandmother uh, told me when she was going to die and what she needed. In okay. order, you know, like to live peacefully. Wow. Um, mm. My grandfather is an engineer, you know, like so very, you know, rational. And I've always felt a strong connection with my grandma. Mm -hmm. And she had Alzheimer. And she was really at the end of her life, you know, like suffering, you know, mm -hmm. like not remembering anything. Mm -hmm. And my mother called me and she was like, well, um, I know it may seem strange, but your grandfather would like to know if you can feel what your grandma needs in order to live peacefully. I was like, okay, mom, I can try, you know, I can do it. So I connected with my grandmother's soul and I was like, hey, grandma, do you need anything, you know, like from us? And when would you want to leave, you know? And I had a calendar, you know, like with my pendulum. And it was the two last weeks of July and I got the message, I need to see my son. The truth is my uncle did not want to see his mother because he didn't want to keep 
a painful, I would say, memory, you know, like of his mother, you know, like dying. Mm, so I called my grandpa and I was like, this is the message that I got for, from grandma. Philip needs to come. He needs to. My uncle was very reluctant to come until July 12. And this happened in April, April 2012. Mm -hmm. So finally, I think July 12 or 13, he finally came to visit his mom. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother passed away on July 16. And uh, at 7 a.m. Paris time zone, mm -hmm. why it was 1 a.m. in America, and I was born on July 15. I do know that my grandma did not die on my birthday. And she waited, you know, like until 1 a.m. in America to finally, you know, this I, I, tru I truly believe in yeah. it. Wow. So that's one mystical. Then, of mm -hmm. course, you know, like I got the message while taking my shower, you should write a book, Maureen. Mm -hmm. um, so you've been like resourced in the family as like, the the wise counsel like people have come to you for like the so fucked up one at first you know like <laughs> the emotional one the one you know putting a mess you know yeah. like let's clear up That's everything me. Yeah. like you know literally me yeah we are the ones so no uh, my mom at first you know when I was doing family because she was like what is it is it a cult like you have a guru now like what is that uh, she's like no bitch I am the cult leader yeah, I'm just uh, kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom finally she's a Sagittarius woman and an attorney and she was like no I could see you know like how great it was for you and actually how powerful it was because then she did a few workshops with me and she was like that's too intense that's too emotional but wow. it's a good job that you're doing it's a great work Okay, amazing. <laughs> ah, wow. I mean, so tell me about there. There's you. You wrote something um, on your on your Instagram about um, a theme. You had a theme for for last month. You said it was rebirth. Yeah. Can you speak to rebirth and what does that mean to you? For me, rebirth is we all experience rebirth and. A bunch of ones, actually, you know, like yeah. there is a rebirth after a trauma. There is a rebirth after a breakup. Mm -hmm. There is mm -hmm. a rebirth after mm -hmm. losing your job yeah. and getting a new one. We are constantly rebirthing mm -hmm. as we are constantly changing. Yeah. That's the only constant things in life. Mm -hmm. For me, a family constellation is always a rebirth. A rebirth of a new perception, mm -hmm. a new ID a new feeling. Um, it can be love, you know, like our peace. So I love the word rebirth because for me, it's always a good sign that you are still growing and expanding and mm -hmm. blossoming and becoming mm -hmm. that person, you know, that you are meant to mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. So September was the month of rebirth. That's yes. what it was? Yes. Okay, September cool. was rebirth. October mm -hmm. is love. Okay. How did these things come up? Intuitively. Oh, wow. Okay. So what are we working through this month? Love, mm. loving yourself, okay. because that's what I say in my book, you need to fall madly in love with who you are. Mm -hmm. That's the only way of taking care of your life on your own terms, based on your own belief system. And mm -hmm. the more you love yourself, the less you will be impacted by others' hatred, you know, like, or judgment, you know, like, because you're like, no, you know what? I'm great. I'm a good person, you know, like, so that's on you. That's your business, you know, mm -hmm. like, don't intoxicate you know like my mm -hmm. vibe or my environment mm -hmm. you know like i see you i acknowledge you mm -hmm. but i love myself and i choose myself first mm -hmm. and i think this is what we should always do 
mm-hmm. choosing ourselves first. What does that mean, though, to choose ourselves first and to love ourselves? <clears throat> it's giving us permission to be who we are mm. without, you know, like the permission of others. Because let's say maybe your parents are not going to like, you know, like your career or your choice of life. And you may suffer, of course, from it. But the thing is, if you choose yourself, if you're like, you know what? I see my life and I see yours and I'm just going to trust your destiny and I'm going to trust mine, mm-hmm. you can still move on. Mm-hmm. It's when you stop, you know, like, and you're like, oh, really? I should change for you, you know? Like, you are telling, you know, that your destiny, your perception is more important than mine. But the thing is, you are not that person. So mm-hmm. you are going to lose yourself at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do we, like, what's the first step into like actualizing that? I would say the first step is to respect and accept each other's, you know, like you are different. I am different. Mm-hmm. There is that beautiful affirmation. I trust your life. I trust you. Mm-hmm. Without trying to change that person, without, you know, like we lead by example. And even we can judge, you know, like through love. But that person is fucked up, Marine. Or my brother is in a dick, Marine. Yes, it's true, you know, like I'm not going to fight, you know, against that. But mm-hmm. telling your brother, you need help, you need help, you need to heal, he knows. <laughs> he's not dumb. Mm-hmm. So the more you are going to tell him what to do, the more he's going to feel judged and he's going to reject you. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, when you say, you know what, I see you as you are and as you are right now, it's perfect. Mm-hmm we can move on in the right direction. And maybe at some point, you leading by example in your life, he will join you. Mm. You cannot force anyone, you know, like to do some type of work, you know, if he or she is not ready. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the self-love part. Mm. Okay, I love this. And tell me about like um, taking care of yourself for putting yourself first. Tell me about that. Because when I think about the world, when I think about the personal development space and the Instagram spirituality space, it's become so much to me. And I know it's not your work, so but I'm just speaking mm-hmm. to you. I'm just asking that question to sort of orient the listener yeah. to think about something a little bit in, wider, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in, a more, in, a, in a way that's more paradoxical. Mm-hmm. In a way that like two sort of contradicting truths can exist together. Mm-hmm. So we open up to the third truth which is kind of like the cosmic, the higher, the celestial, the, the, the sanctified mm-hmm. truth, the holy truth, right? So um, when I think about what I see on Instagram, it's so much about, about I need to do me. It's all about me, my needs, my dream, my trauma, my life, my happiness, and, and you could be either be part of it or get out, mm-hmm. and I'm protecting my energy, and I am solidifying the strong boundaries, and that's how I would live a happy life. That goes against everything that the Buddha thought. Yeah. You know, that goes against what this for what this historical, iconic, legendary, transformational being put forth that says it is in in genuinely helping others that we help ourselves. Yes. That is in genuinely serving others that we awaken uh, 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 happiness inside of ourselves. So when I hear people say like, put your mask on first before you put a mask on someone else, yeah. like I think that's like a, a sign of a sick society, you know, because the more we are in tune with our hearts, the more we recognize that the self is the other, that the more we recognize there's this constant like interdependent and interconnected experience of this interbeing that you know 
it's just where do I end and where do you begin? It's really this beautiful dance of 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 connection. Am I, am I making sense? Yes, you do. You know, um, so I just wanted to pose that to you because you 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 were you have you know this incredible ability to like help people you know so i want to be able to hear from your perspective as i'm like slouching on the couch <laughs> being <laughs> devoured by the couch i want to hear about that a little bit well and i, I gave know, you a lot i know <laughs> no that's okay i okay. love it um there is that zulu saying i am because we are Ooh. and i think that's exactly my uh, perception wow what's zulu zulu it's an african tribe okay and um, the, the motto, you know, it's like, I am because we are. Mm. Meaning, you know, I am, you know, who I am. And so that I can give my best to we are. Mm. So when you take care of yourself, mm -hmm. you can actually take care of others. That's you know? right. Like, because you cannot take care of anyone else if at first you, know, you don't give it to yourself. That's right. The thing is, for example, love life, okay, mm -hmm. with your partner. Mm -hmm. That's my next question, so that's perfect. <laughs> hey, connected. Connected. We're all here. connected here. The witch is in the We're house, all honey. Connected. We're all connected. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you're oh. like, oh, honey, please love me more. Yeah. Please give me more. Yeah. Please respect me more. Yeah. That's not how it works. It's like love yourself more, mm -hmm. respect yourself more. And then your partner, because your partner is just a mirror, you know, like mm -hmm. of your own behavior, you know, towards yourself, he will give you more, she will give you more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, how it works mm -hmm. for me, you know. Okay, I love that. No one can give you what you don't give to yourself at first. Oof, say it, honey, say it, honey. loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. You wrote about, you wrote about, um, you said that there is like, I think three vital ingredients for a relationship yeah. to succeed. Yeah. Can you speak to that? The three, yes. The three, yes, <laughs> by Bert Hellinger. Bert Hellinger is a founder of Family Constellations. Okay. So, uh, successful, healthy relationships deal with ups and downs, okay? That's not a, a miracle recipe here. Because mm -hmm. there's no such thing. Relationship no, no, is no, 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 no. always a dance. It's a deeper work, yeah. okay? But you can heal together. Again, mm -hmm. you do not need to be perfect to be in a great relationship, okay? You can grow together. The first yes is a 100% yes to your partner as he or she is. Mm, wow. It's not even 90%, you know, mm -hmm. like it's 100%. I don't want to change you. I take you as you are. Wow. Okay? Deep breath with that's that one. A, <laughs> that's the first but yes. That's big. Uh -huh. The second yes is a yes to your family in law. <laughs> Mother-in-law, father-in-law, siblings-in-law. Because how many times I hear, Maureen, I deeply love my wife, but I cannot stand the father. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, guess what? Your wife is her father as well. <laughs> you know, like it's all connected because without the father, your wife wouldn't be here. Oh, my so God. So it's not like you get to choose. That's right. Okay? Oh, but again, fuck. if you don't want to be in love with your family, no, it's okay. As long as you respect and accept them. Mm. Thank you so much because thanks to all of you, I got a great partner. Mm -hmm. So for sure, you must have done something great here. Mm -hmm. Yes, to the okay. family. Wow. Yes, to the family. No. Oh and then finally, the last yes is a yes to your own destiny. Mm -hmm. Meaning sometimes you may decide to break up or to get divorced. Because after 10 years of a very lovely relationship, well, your paths are just, you know, like separated. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. It's also acknowledging that we had a great love story. We have children together. 
But the love that I have for you also gives you permission to explore wow. another road. Mm. So that's also, you know, like choosing yourself, you know, mm -hmm. here, you know, like it's mm -hmm. a yes to my destiny and a yes to your own destiny. Wow. Mm. So what are the three steps again? Just for a, a yes. Yes to your partner mm -hmm. as he or she is. Mm -hmm. Yes to your family-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> and yes to your destiny and to the destiny of your partner. This is so so bold, but like so good because yeah. it really is an ongoing. I hear that all the time too from people saying, "Oh, I love my partner, but I can't stand their family." You know, I love them so much, but their family are crazy, mm -hmm. or this or that. And I love that, like, if you can't stand them, there's a part of your partner that you can't stand either. That's for sure. You know, sooner or later it will happen. Yeah, and if you and the third one. I'm just kind of breaking them apart right now. And the third one, I'll go back to the first one in a bit, but I think the third one also like, <clears throat> I I have my destiny and you have your destiny, interconnected fates, but separate destinies. It's such a huge thing because, and it's such a huge, hugely difficult thing because once you are intermingled in a partnership, you kind of like can't see yourself living without that partner. And it's not that you want to dream up a life without them, but... It's, it requires you to kind of like position yourself uh, with strength, with power, with independence while being totally interdependent, exactly. right? Wow. And the first one, love your partner as, as they are. That's really amazing. And also, I think for, for everyone who's like a, um, a, a sort of a, a conditioned or a colonized or an indoctrinated caretaker, um, you know, before having taken care of themselves, they're just kind of in that role mm -hmm. of the fixer, the carrier, whatever. Um, you may see a person that you love, that you genuinely like, oh my God, there's something so special. There's a spark. And then in that relationship, you actually realize that you fell in love with their potential, but not their present reality. So you always neglected who they were in the here and the now, and you're also like seduced and allured and enchanted by who they could become under your guidance. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. So wrong. <laughs> so wrong. So wild, right, that we do this. And it's also, it applies to, um, to friends as well. Yes. You same. know, applies to friends yes. because so often we are like neglecting what we see here and then now in a friend's life because we're so enamored and enchanted and, and, and allured and, and, you know, about our, our, our friend's future and potential under our guidance. But girl, honey, you know, everyone can change. Only They can only change in their own time, yeah. you know. No one can drink the med. No, you can't force anyone to drink the medicine, you know. If the Buddha could have healed everybody, if Jesus could have healed everybody, if all the prophets could have healed everyone at once, they would have done it. Yes. They showed us the path. They've showed us how to cook up the elixir. Now that you have the, the recipe to cook up this elixir, are you going to drink it? You know, it requires multiple steps mm -hmm. and a willingness, you know, and a consent. <laughs> exactly. Consenting to consenting. becoming free, right? Yeah. And it's okay also if you don't want to do it in that lifetime. That's right. Yeah. There is nothing wrong also with you not wanting to heal yeah. your life. That's right. Your journey. That's okay as well. Oh my God. Is that even possible? I mean, I know I hear it's possible, but yes. it's like, do people actually stop and say, I don't want to heal. I just want to live my life. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
you know. But that choice, when when they have that awareness to kind of have this this yeah. inner dialogue, mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like what you know. Do I go back to drugs and alcohol because <laughs> I don't want to heal? You know, it's so wild it's to me. It's a journey as That's well. That's right. You yeah, know, it's a journey as well. Yeah. Um, so the 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 themes that you speak about on 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 social, they come to you through like direct revelations, yeah. right? On a monthly basis. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Working with my clients as well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, interesting theme here, you know, like. Okay. Let me Next deeper, thing. You know? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, what's something that was like a, a, a have you had like a, a like a dark night of the soul? You know, you've had that traumatic event at age of 13 mm. that really opened you up. Yeah. Um, and then you you've had that moment of said decide I'm going to become a psychologist because you you recognize that you had this gift and this curiosity about yeah. the human mind, the human potential. And then you study a family constellation mm-hmm. therapy. Here you are helping so many people. So many of my friends have come to see you. <laughs> so many of my friends have, recon- have recommended you to me. And then yeah. I've done the same because I think what your work is doing is, is so unique. And, and it needs to be, needs to be broadcast and mainstream, as mainstream as possible. Um, but <clears throat> did you have a moment that was like another big awakening that came from a, a big sort of dark night of the soul um, experience? Um, yes. In 2019, mm. when my best friend, my brother, killed himself. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. That's, um, I have to say, the next two years were pretty tough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're still in the wake of it, huh? Yes. Right now, I'm more at peace because I finally accept, you know, like yeah. what he did. It was, again, his own journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very hard. Yeah. It was a dark moment of my life yeah. where I had to make a choice between life or death. Wow. Because it's always a choice, you know, like every day you choose. Mm-hmm. Every day you choose, that's yeah. right. Every day you choose. Wow. What did you learn through this experience? Sorry to put you to on the spot. No, that's okay. I think for me, it, you know, it was nonsense you know like why did you do this you know like why you didn't call me i'm a fucking psychologist you know i'm your best friend you know i could have helped you that's also the worst part here is like Mm. fuck you know like Mm -hmm. we we talked 10 days before you know like and i was going to see you because i was on my way to paris so why you didn't ask me you know like i could have saved you you know like the nurse you know the control freak Mm. so um, i think having more compassion um for um for myself Mm -hmm. being like you are actually not here to save anyone. I mean, you are here to guide them, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm. Then also developing more respect towards each other's fates, you know, like, because even so I'm doing my best, I'm sure sometimes I still judge, you know, like others. I'm not perfect. That's right. And, um, and finally, I would say embodying my choice of being alive. My book is dedicated to him, to the man of my life and to Mehdi. Wow. That's him. And I know he's here protecting me, you know, like he has been sending me signs and everything. And even sometimes like, fuck you, you know, like for leaving. But uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) now it's more like a a non-physical relationship. Mm -hmm. But I know he's here. Mm -hmm. Have you been in touch with him, like to be able to sort of understand why he did it? Or is it even important to know why he did it? I don't need to know the why. Mm-hmm. I respect. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a four useless W's. Why, when, who, where. Who wow. cares? Wow. Who cares? 
It's just in the moment you died. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. I love that so much. Wow. And I only ask that question just hear what you have to say as a psychologist, as a, as you know, because I, I so often have people wanting to, you know, go into this rabbit hole of why, why, why. And I say in Buddhist psychology, there's no why, it's how. How do I get free? How do I heal? How do I step up? How do I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, my God. You're something, honey. I'm like <laughs> talking to you. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I fuck. I want to read your book, honey. And I, I, we're, we have a session coming up, right? I hope so. I, I want Kim to. to schedule it right away. <laughs> uh, Kim is my right hand. Actually, both of my hands sometimes. Kim is just like <laughs> literally. Kim was God. great to yeah. set up the podcast. So thank you, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Kim. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So um, top thing that makes you feel magnetic being desired. Mm. Mm. What if there's no one to desire you? What? What if there's no one around you to desire you? I just desire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I good. I also do the work on my own and be like, hey, you are hot today, <laughs> exactly. mommy. You know, like, take the world, you know, like, yeah. That's right. It's a okay. feeling, you okay. know, like, hey, but it's also great, you know, like, yeah. to feel desired by, yeah. Yeah. by your man, you know, like, mm -hmm. just like, you know. Um, Being desired, being loved, mm. feeling useful, you know, like having mm. an impact, you know, on someone or positive influence. Uh, and just, you know, that gut feeling, Sa, when you feel that everything is into place, you know, like, and it's just a great mm. moment, you know, like, it's mm -hmm. like, yes. Mm, beautiful. Wow. You're so articulate. I love it. Okay. And uh, last question. I'm involved in my community to help me describe what it means to be spiritually sassy. What does that mean to you? To be spiritually sassy, to walk the spiritually sassy path. Because we, we clearly see you as that. I hope you guys could see. She's pulling up in here, honey, high fashion. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She's like That's delivering exactly what the is look. Spiritually sassy, you know, like it's like having fun, you know, with yeah. who you are, you yeah. know, like because yeah. I got comments, you know, on my jewelries, you know, like, come on, you're not spiritual with all of your rings. I'm mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't mm -hmm. see you know, mm -hmm. yeah, here. Yeah. So just being yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like knowing your worth, you know, like it's like a confidence, you know, inner confidence. Like mm. I can be whoever I want to be and you can change. It's like today, okay, I'm wearing a skirt, but tomorrow I can just be in a fucking pants, you know, mm -hmm. and eating Agendas or Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know, and mm -hmm. still be spiritual. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like a state of mind. You That's know? right. Like, yeah. Mm, I love that so much. Yes, honey. A hundred percent. Okay. So where can we find you? Oh, you can find me Miami, New York, LA. You can mm -hmm. also find me online mm -hmm. and my Instagram and Facebook. It's mm -hmm. Marine Cellini. My website as well, my mm. book, Connected yeah. Fate, Separate Destinies. You can DM me, you can email me. Mm -hmm. I'm here. Okay, I'm cool. around. You open the door for a, for a yeah. wave of... of yeah. oh, I'm wave. here. I'm not going anywhere. You know, like, so I'm here. <laughs> oh my God, I highly <laughs> recommend your work, honey. Thank God for you. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, cool. Thank you so much Thank for being so on the much. podcast. Thank Lots so of much. love. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Lots of love to all of you. Let there be light, yo. Mwah. I'm Sadi Simone, and you've been listening to The Spiritually Sassy Show. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and reveal this podcast. And join me next Sunday for another Spiritually Sassy Conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you.